0: Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Bible Explained podcast on this lovely Black Friday. And I was just wondering, has anybody gone Black Friday shopping yet today? (laughs) Because I remember when I was a kid, we didn't really do Black Friday shopping, but there was one time when we did, and I think we were out till like four in the morning. Were you there with me? No. Okay. By the way, my sister's right here with me.
1: Yes. She finally invited me back on. And actually, that's just because I'm here for Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) But it's always good to spend time with family. And since we are actually about nine years apart, sometimes our childhood memories are a little bit different because I was older and I did go out Black Friday shopping, but you were younger, so you might not have. And then it was different when you were older.
0: Yeah. 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 I basically never went black friday shopping i think we did go like once but i don't remember doing it any other time because my parents didn't really like the crowds no they didn't we went out a few times and
1: it was just so crowded and so i don't know besides we always shop at goodwill anyway so (laughs) you know why go to the mall and get a black friday sale when you could just go get a shirt for like at that time three dollars yeah exactly yeah (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, we like grew up at Goodwill. Yeah, but we don't
1: gift Goodwill. Okay, we don't gift Goodwill. We have. We have in the past. Not regularly. No. I mean, maybe between each other once in a while. Didn't you just buy Evelyn like a doll from Goodwill? Hey, <laughs> my daughter. No, actually, I just gave you all that yarn from that good- I bought you. We regularly gift but Goodwill. I did not say it was a Christmas present. I just gave it to you
0: okay but i would have yeah that's
1: okay. true. yeah <laughs> i contemplated taking the tag off and giving it to you but
0: i did not <laughs> my husband was actually the one that got me out of shopping secondhand for gifts because he's like yeah maybe you should just like try to you know find something new and i'm like what do you mean this this is just as good as new <laughs>
1: yeah no i don't really do it for adults but my daughter she just turned seven this week actually and so she thinks it's fine to get, you know, gifts that don't come in packages. But hey, if you can find a great toy, I mean, you know what, parents, you know that that $40 toy, you know what it's gonna look like in a week. right? So to me, I'd rather just, okay, it has a couple missing pieces she didn't know about, but it looks clean, it's good. Here you go, I paid $5 and yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't see any problem with that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 4, verses 32 through 49 today. And obviously, Jamie, my sister, is here to um, to help me read through this and to talk about it. But uh, Jamie is now part of the P40 Ministries team, um, but I don't think Jamie will be on the podcast like a ton, but she took over the blog.
1: Yes. yes. So I'll be doing more of the like stuff. Jen spends so much time on the podcast and... You know, I just wanted to come and support her with the po- just the blog and helping out with that part of it. Um, so
0: probably not too much on the podcast, but I do, I do love joining you when I can. Yeah. So yeah, she's going to be taking over a different role on P40 Ministries, and I'm just so excited that I don't have to spend my energy thinking about that anymore, because if I'm being honest, I really was not doing it. <laughs> And Jamie was like, why don't I take this over for you so that you can focus even more of your attention on other things? And I was like, yes, I'm so excited. So yeah, Jamie's part of the team now. And uh, that's just a very exciting new announcement. Let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 4, verses 32 through 49 today. I'll be reading on the WEB version as I usually do. Feel free to grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and join along with me. For ask now of the days that are past which were before you, since the day that God created man on earth, and from the one end of the sky to the other, whether there has been anything as great as this thing, or has been heard like it. Did a people ever hear the voice of God speaking out in the middle of the fire as you've heard and live? Or has God tried to go and take a nation for himself among the other nations by trials, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand, by an outstretched arm, and by great terrors, according to all that Yahweh your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes? It was shown to you so that you might know that Yahweh is God. There is no one else besides him. Out of heaven, he made you to hear his voice, that he might instruct you. On earth, he made you to see his great fire, and you heard his words out of the middle of the fire. Because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their offspring after them and brought you out to his presence and with his great power out of Egypt to drive out nations from before you greater and mightier than you to bring you in to give you their land for an inheritance as it is today. Know therefore today and to take it to heart that Yahweh himself is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There is no one else. You shall keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which Yahweh your God gives you for all time. Then Moses set apart three cities beyond the Jordan towards the sunrise, that the manslayer might flee there, who kills his neighbor unintentionally and didn't hate him in the past time, and that fleeing to one of these cities he might live. Bazar in the wilderness, in the plain country, for the Reubenites, and Ramath and Gilead for the Gadites, and Golan in Bashan for the Manassites. This is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. These are the testimonies and the statutes and the ordinances which Moses spoke to the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt, beyond the Jordan, in the valley opposite Beth Peor, in the land of Sihon king of the Amorites, who lived at Heshbon, whom Moses and the children of Israel struck when they came out of Egypt. They took possession of his land, and the land of Og, the king of Bashan, the two kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan towards the sunrise, from Arar, which is on the edge of the valley of Arnon, even to Mount Sion, also called Hermon, and all the Arabah beyond the Jordan eastward, even to the sea of the Arabah, under the slopes of Pisgah. Okay, Jamie, so what stands out to you the most regarding this scripture? I love the
1: declaration at the beginning, uh, reminding the people about who God is, just reminding them that he is the one that has brought them to this place and that they should not be focused inward and thinking that they've done anything great, but that this is a miracle of God and that that's where their focus should be.
0: Right. Because in verse 33, it says that, did a people ever hear the voice of God speaking out in the middle of the fire as you've heard and live? Moses just kind of brings a lot of logic to this. Like, to me, that's just really an interesting statement of how great God is. And yet the Israelites were so blessed to be able to hear God's voice and not just hear it, but also live like God was like communicating with them. And obviously, God was so awesome and it's so mighty that when we see other times in Scripture where people communicate with God, they're just like, we're going to (laughs) die. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They're just falling down on their faces,
1: yeah. and uh, yeah, and then I think this kind of is a nod to that pillar of fire, you know, that they are seeing these works of God firsthand, and who who has ever been able to see that? Like, I mean, You can be in a thunderstorm and just be terrified and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is, you know, what's going to happen? This is a a wind we've never seen before. But I mean, I'm talking about God coming out of like speaking through fire.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How would we handle that? And they got to see that firsthand.
0: I know. I was actually talking to one of my college and career students, and uh, he went on a camping trip with his buddies like maybe a few months ago, and they had a tarp with a bunch of holes in it. And so, good enough. Good enough. But when they went to go camp down in like South Carolina or something, this huge storm just like hit. And they're in this tiny little tent all together with a holy tarp. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the student was, that I was talking to he was just like, this was the most intense thunderstorm I ever heard. So I, I was just like, wow, was it like super cool, like being out there in the middle of this thunderstorm? He's like, no, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, and like yeah, we get scared over things like thunderstorms and you know, different different things like that, but this is like God communicating with the people. Like this is so much more terrifying than a thunderstorm ever could be. Yet the people were so blessed to be able to hear the voice of God like that and to communicate with God and be communicated to. So then after this, Moses goes on to say, or has God tried to go and take a nation for himself from among the other nations by trials, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand, by an outstretched arm and by great terrors, according to all that Yahweh or God did for you in Egypt before your eyes? It was shown to you so that you might know that Yahweh is God. So God never before ever tried to just like take a nation for himself. God doesn't work like that. But yet the the gods, the little G gods that the people worshipped at this time would have thought as, of their gods as like warriors, you know, that go out and like take the nations for the people. But Yahweh God, the real God, is not like that. And Moses is, you know, once again, put, putting some uh, logic there of how different God is. And yet, you know, before he never once tried to like take a nation for himself, but he did it specifically for the israelite people so that they could understand that god was god
1: isn't this a fulfillment of a prophecy also that moses is actually telling about here i mean you have abraham these are his descendants Mm -hmm. and you know we've talked about abraham and how there was no he didn't have any children and god gave him a promise saying that god is going to bless people and We see now that they are a nation and a mighty nation at that but it wasn't just because they made themselves a mighty nation it was because god's hand was with them he's planning on blessing the entire world through them and we know that's through jesus Mm -hmm. and here moses is saying that like has this ever happened before and they all knew about their father abraham and what god did for them and this is like a moment when This is being stated about what has happened and
0: look, look now what God has done. Right. Because right after this, he basically says that there is no one else like God. He says, know therefore today and take it to heart that Yahweh himself is God in heaven above and on earth and beneath. There is no one else. And that's a very important statement that we need to remember because Moses does not say that Yahweh himself is a God. No." Yeah. He says there is no one else. There is one God and Yahweh is that God. There is no other gods. And so that is a very important statement that we need to remember, especially like moving forward into like today where people think that there are like multiple gods. Like even today, like that statement that goes around like, oh, the... You know the Sun gods must have come out like I know that it's a like a facetious statement for the most part but that is a very common thing that we hear and then also there are religions such as the Jehovah's Witnesses that believe that Jesus is a God right like one of many and then on top of that there are other world religions out there that think that there are multiple gods and they kind of just pick and choose whichever God they like the best to worship
1: Yeah, and I think that when we think of idol worship and, you know, most people will be like, oh, God, you know, we we talk about one God, but even in in America, we have so many forms of different kinds of gods. If you look at New Age, the New Age religion and that type of thought um, and what's becoming popular. Right. So we need to remember, like, even if that sounds good and it sounds like, oh, that's a good idea that... No, there is one God, mm-hmm. and he—he th- he is the one that has done this for us. So, just uh, just be careful what you're listening to and what you hear with stuff like that, because it can sound
0: very good and very popular. Right. I actually um, I knew a lady I used to work with who was a New Ageist, and she believed herself to be a god, and uh, she like gave me all these like pamphlets and stuff. and I read through them, and I really, to this day, am, like, kicking myself because I missed an opportunity to witness to her. Um, And so, yeah, I'm kind of ashamed of that, but I did not witness to her. I kind of just, like, looked at these pamphlets and was just like, okay, this is kind of crazy, and, like, that's all that happened. But I didn't realize at that time period, like, how prevalent that kind of teaching really was and it still is to this day, like the, the New Agists, a lot of them do believe that they are themselves gods or going to become a god. And that's just not correct teaching according to scripture. There is only one God. And, uh, you know, it's Yahweh God. And obviously he makes up the Trinity, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God the Father. So, yeah. And yeah, we can't really understand how the Trinity works. And honestly, I don't really want to go into that today. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's that's a little bit of a bigger topic for maybe a different time. Maybe once we get into like the book of like, I don't know, Romans or Romans. Yeah, something like that. We can talk more about the Trinity. But for now, basically what Moses is saying is that there is one God and it is Yahweh God. So, yeah. And after this, in verse 40, it says, You shall keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and your children after you, that you can prolong your days in the land which Yahweh your God gives you. So basically, Moses is like, okay, so we just established that God is God, right? There is no other God at all,
1: right? Right. And then I think he brings it into a conclusion of there is only one conclusion. If there's only one God and we are not gods and there are no other gods, then God is the one who has the right to command and make rules. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, you need to keep these commandments, but it continues that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land, which Yahweh your God gives you for all time. So yes, God has the right to make a commandment. right? But not only that, I think a lot of people get so stuck on the fact that God has rules that's not fair. I don't like them. Or why is it so hard? Or, you know, all that Christian church stuff, all that is, is just rules, rules, rules. I don't want to live by that. But it's not about rules. It's about knowing God.
0: And those rules are like safety for us. Yeah, yeah. They're good for us. Right. I remember um, somebody telling me that the Bible is like a guidebook for your life to like live your life in the best way that you literally possibly can. I hate to say the term live your best life, but that's really, <laughs> that's really what the Bible does. It helps you live your best life, in a sense, because when you follow the rules that are in the Bible, you're just going to find out that those are truly how you should be living your life in order for you to have a very fulfilled, purposeful, and joyful life. It's just, it's just logical,
1: because if God created the world, God created us then he created us to be a certain way. So if we fall outside of those rules, that's just going to cause problems. And if you follow the rules, it's not to say that your life is going to be a bed of roses perfect, but it is truly going to make you more fulfilled, happy, because
0: you're doing it God's way. That's, yeah. that's how he created you. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point. Thank you. But it's not just that, what Moses is talking about. It says that you're also going to prolong your days in land which Yahweh your God gives you for all the time, and your children are going to be blessed because of these rules that God gives you. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to listen to the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what person wants to be like, you know, the opposite of this, where their children are not blessed, and their children are eventually kicked out of the land, and the inheritance is taken from them? Like, nobody wants that. So clearly, just follow the commands. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And this
1: promise given to them, there was no reason you know, to not follow them. And it this actually kind of makes me a little bit sad whenever I read it, because if you know what happens, they don't follow yeah. them. Um. Sorry, yeah. if you didn't know that, spoiler, but that's kind of what this is all I've about. I've already said it like a hundred times. <laughs> they, if they've been listening to you at any time or yeah. read it, you would know that. But they didn't follow it and it's kind of sad because it's like look at this beautiful beautiful promise god loves you god has fought for you god's speaking to you through a fire and you live through it and you can have an enriched beautiful blessed life just follow his
0: commands that's what that's what he's asking of you that's what you're designed to do right exactly yeah thanks for saying that but then after this, to conclude, it talks about from verses 41 through 49, what Moses ends up doing after that. It was kind of the conclusion of Moses giving like the history portion of what God was doing and what the Israelite nation was doing up until this time. And now Moses sets apart three cities beyond the Jordan. So you remember that um, if you listen to my, my stuff back in Numbers, uh, you'll remember that Numbers was talking about the three tribes that wanted to have their promised land beyond the Jordan. In other words, not in the promised land. (laughs) It was the tribe, it was the half tribe of Manasseh, it was the tribe of Gad, and it was also the tribe of the Reuben, the the Reubenites, yeah, tribe Reuben. So they got their land outside of the promised land. That's what they wanted, they liked that land, they were happy staying outside of the promised land and getting that as their inheritance. Now, God at that point had established this rule about cities set apart for a manslayer. And uh, once again, I don't really want to go into that because it's kind of in depth, but it was basically helping a person who didn't mean to kill somebody, helping them to survive because they could go live in these these different cities that were set apart specifically for somebody who accidentally killed another person. And this was not just for Israelites. This was actually for anybody in the surrounding regions that might have accidentally killed a person. So these cities were set apart as like safe cities and three were supposed to be set in the area beyond the Jordan. In other words, not in the promised land. And this was a, And this is exactly what Moses ends up doing. He sets apart these cities for the manslayer. Then after this, he talks about basically what the Israelites were doing. (laughs) That's the best way I can put it. And just where they settled before they took the promised land.
1: No, I just feel like this is the conclusion. This is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. So this is what Moses said. And it finishes it out kind of telling where they went and talks about some guys with some funny names that we were trying to figure out how to pronounce. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, they knew who they were at that time, but they were kings, so they were very
0: important and they took possession of the land and it was because of what God did. Right. Exactly. So yeah, this is all just showing like God's power. This is all just showing how great God is. And it's not because of the Israelites- that the israelites were able to have these successes it was because of god showing mercy on the israelites just as he does to basically all of us exactly yep all right guys well thank you so much for tuning into this episode and thank you jamie for joining me again on the podcast Well, thanks for having me. I always love to do this and spend time with you. All right. Well, I'll see you guys bright and early on Monday. I hope you enjoy your weekend and that you have some good weather. Contact me if you would like to. If you have any prayer requests or anything like that, you'll find all my contact information in the bio of this podcast episode. And don't forget to go over to the YouTube channel because I have a new episode coming out very soon. So subscribe to that, and I'll see you guys once again, bright and early Monday morning. And I'm telling you, go
1: over to that YouTube channel because, you know... This is a podcast, so now you can get to see her face. Yeah. And I just, I love it. So expressive, and um, I can't wait to have some more to watch, Jen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you get to see my face. Put a face with her name and her voice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can go over there and uh, subscribe to that. Once again, that's in the bio of this podcast episode. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you on Monday. Until then, happy listening, and God bless.